Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Before you send your story to an editor, a publisher, or anyone you want feedback from, it helps to bring your story to its best version possible. One of the quickest ways manuscripts get rejected is the overuse of adjectives and adverbs. They're obvious. They can be spotted by an agent or editor immediately, often even in the first few sentences. In today's episode, I'm going to show you how to avoid or at least minimize adjectives and adverbs and replace them with something that hooks into the reader's imagination. Now, If you're overusing adjectives and adverbs, it's a super simple fix, and it will completely transform your story. So grab your work in progress, and let's do this together. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Often writers bring me stories that are bloated with a lot of unnecessary adjectives and adverbs, and this hides their story. So I find myself chipping away a lot at sentences to get at the essence of a scene, to get at the essence of the story. One of the joys of rewriting is chiseling each sentence and creating images and sensations for the reader. Now, you can be aware of avoiding adjectives and adverbs even in your first drafts. This will not only help you write better sentences from the start, it will help you get underneath the language, the emotional structure of your story. By getting clear on what you want to say, by not relying on adjectives and adverbs as filler, you can reimagine your story and get closer to the story you see and feel in your head. So you can transfer your vision onto the page and create the impact you want for your reader. So small changes make a huge cumulative impact. This is also one of the ways we show don't tell. The reason writers use adjectives and adverbs is that they don't trust their own writing to convey what they see and feel in their mind. They think more adjectives and adverbs make their writing more vivid. But if you get anything from this episode, let it be this, less 
is more. When you crowd your sentences with a string of adjectives and adverbs, you're depriving the reader of activating their own imagination. And this creates a bored reader and a bored reader stops reading. Adjectives and adverbs weaken your story. They water it down. They make your writing less vivid. It has the opposite desired effect. So grab your work in progress and let's chisel away the adjectives and adverbs together. Let's start with adjectives. An adjective is a word used to describe a noun. For example, the day was hot, dry, sunny, bright, and humid. Okay, so too many adjectives compete with each other here. They crowd the image. So instead of saying the day was hot, dry, sunny, bright, etc., select one adjective that describes the best. For example, maybe you choose bright. Then you can use sensory details to convey the heat and the dryness and so forth. Now, I'm not saying you should never use adjectives. When writers overuse or misuse adjectives, they usually default to the same old, same old. Attractive, cold, dusty, big, expansive, mysterious, wide, etc. You just want to make sure that you're not defaulting to generic adjectives like sunny, hot, cold, blue, attractive. And if you must use generic adjectives, and this is important, Give sensory details to support them. In Bernard Malamud's story, Still Life, Arthur describes his love interest, Anna Maria, as beautiful. He describes her in a way that defies what we typically think as beautiful or even attractive. He describes her as a gaunt, high-voiced, restless type with short black uncombed hair, violet mouth, distracted eyes, intense neck, a woman with narrow buttocks and piercing breasts. She had on a thick black woolen sweater, eroded black velveteen culottes, black socks, and leather sandals spotted with drops of paint. And after all that, he says she's attractive, if if not in her own way, beautiful. Okay, so this passage is loaded with adjectives, true, but they're selected. They're unusual. Now, most writers who overuse adjectives use common adjectives we've heard over and over, beautiful, attractive, angry, and so forth. Now, if he just left, left the description as beautiful, we wouldn't get an image of Anna Maria. We'd have nothing to go on. But here's the thing. We don't have to find Anna Maria attractive or beautiful. What's interesting about this is that we just need to believe that Arthur finds her attractive and beautiful. And the adjectives he uses to describe her before the adjective beautiful are not your garden variety adjectives. Here's another example from Dennis Johnson's story, Emergency. Okay, at this point in the story, the narrator and his coworker Georgie are high from the pills Georgie stole from the hospital they both work in. He writes, Georgie and I went out to the lot to his orange pickup. We lay down on a stretch of dusty plywood in the back of the truck with the daylight knocking against our eyelids. Okay, let's break this down. We have two adjectives, orange to describe the color of the pickup and dusty to describe 
the plywood. Notice he doesn't overload the plywood with adjectives. He doesn't describe it as hard or stiff or thin. The noun plywood is enough for us to imagine the discomfort of laying down on it. The only adjective he uses here is dusty. He also doesn't describe the sun as bright. He doesn't even tell us what time of day it is. He gives us the sensation. We lay down on a stretch of dusty plywood in the back of the truck with the daylight knocking against our eyelids. The daylight knocking against our eyelids. Now, Dennis Johnson is very intentional about each and every word. His adjectives tend to summon sensory qualities. In this passage, both adjectives are relevant. The adjective dusty is essential because without it, we wouldn't have an accurate visual and tactile sense of how the inside of the pickup looks and feels or how it feels to sleep on the plywood. Now, one could argue that the adjective orange used to describe the pickup is unnecessary. It turns out this is another strategic move. Now, had Johnson chosen a more familiar color for the truck, let's say blue, it would have barely registered with us. But the unexpected color orange jumps out at us. We can't have a neutral reaction to it. More importantly, Three pages later, Johnson repeats the color of the pickup to show rather than tell the changing time of day. He writes, it was still daytime, but the sun had no more power than an ornament or a sponge. In this light, the truck's hood, which had been bright orange, had turned a deep blue. So always go for the sensation. Don't rely on adjectives. Always reach for sensory details. These are far more vivid than adjectives, and they describe the subject far better. So use adjectives sparingly, and if you must use them, make them unusual, make them precise, surprise us. But whenever possible, I'm going to say, skip adjectives altogether. Instead of saying the forest was cold, Give us your character's experience of the cold. Instead of saying the sun was bright, give us your character's experience of the brightness. Replace adjectives with active nouns and verbs. Daylight knocking against our eyelids. Now, I did a whole episode on how to rehaul your verbs, episode 56, three quick editing tips to craft riveting sentences. So go listen to that nancypinuccio.com forward slash 56, nancypinuccio.com forward slash 56. I'll link in the show notes. Okay, so let's talk about adverbs. An adverb describes a verb or an adjective. For example, she spoke softly. Softly is the adverb. Or he was very tall. Very is the adverb. Robert spoke loudly to attract Susan's attention from across the room. Loudly would be the adverb. He walked quickly down the street. Sometimes an adverb will modify an entire sentence. Sadly, both our parents died in a car crash when we were very young. Is sadly necessary here? 
Nope. The rest of the sentence gives us all we need to know about the sadness. Some other common adverbs, slowly, rapidly, clumsily, badly, diligently, sweetly, warmly, angrily, and so on. Now, adverbs are one of the things I think you can eliminate completely. They're almost always unnecessary, and they often dilute rather than describe. Now, adverbs are most commonly used with dialogue tags. Get away from me, she shouted angrily. Do we need the adverb angrily here? No. Trust your writing. The dialogue itself says all we need to know about the anger. If you find you're relying on adverbs, see if you can use gestures, body language, even the dialogue itself to convey the shorthand use of the adverb. For example, instead of you're late, he said coldly, right? You're late, said the man, and he grinned a huge grin with no warmth in it at all. But most of the time, Adverbs are unnecessary. Get rid of them. Be ruthless about cutting them. Reach for something that gives us an image. Adverbs do not give us an image. Okay, so here's what to do next. Number one, go through your manuscript and look for where you can cut adjectives and adverbs. Some places to look. Anywhere you're using more than one adjective or adverb. Remove all but one, look for the strongest, and see how the passage holds up. Number two, replace your commonplace adjectives and adverbs with something more unusual. Surprise us. If you do have a generic adjective, such as beautiful, support it with details that defy our expectations of beauty, as Bernard Malama does in his description of Anna Maria. Number three, strengthen your nouns and verbs so they don't rely on adjectives and adverbs. For example, instead of saying he ran down the street quickly, right, he sprinted down the street. Go back and listen to episode 56, three quick editing tips to craft riveting sentences. Now, all these micro changes may not seem like much, but on the grand scale, these small changes completely transform your story. When you have too many adjectives and adverbs or generic adjectives and adverbs, the cumulative effect on a 300-page manuscript or even a 25-page story is a story that's dismissible by your reader. This kind of excess bores your reader and gets your manuscript rejected instantly by agents and publishers. So let's recap. Number one, minimize adverbs and adjectives or cut them completely. Use the one that best describes your subject. Overcrowding your subject with too many adjectives or adverbs has the opposite effect you're going for. Number two, If you must use an adjective or adverb, make sure it's unusual or surprising. And number three, strengthen your nouns and verbs to make adjectives and adverbs unnecessary. Go listen to episode 56. I want you to get into the habit of crafting sentences that are less generic and abstract and more vivid and muscular. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Writer Unleashed. If this episode resonated with you, please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Reviews are key to keeping Writer Unleashed on the top of the charts where other writers can find us. I'll see you next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, join us on our private Facebook group, Writer Unleashed Community. It's totally free to join. And if you want more free resources, plus writing tips, I only share an email. Sign up over at nancypinuccio.com. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Till then, keep writing, and I'll talk to you soon.